The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 176. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of fruitful parenting. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This is part four in a study on fruitful parenting. And if you are just starting this, I would suggest you go back and listen to the other three first. Hopefully there's some building one upon the other for these episodes. You may recall from the earlier episodes that my position is that the most useful verse in all of the Bible in terms of parenting is that section of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering, and self-control. And we're going to look at the second and third ones there, joy and peace. And we're going to look at them together because I found that as I looked up joy in the Bible, there's over 200 references, I often found joy and peace or peace and joy coupled together. Now, first, let's talk about what they are. When the Bible talks about peace, for instance, it doesn't mean absence of strife or an absence of problems. And probably one of the best verses for dealing with that would be from John 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Now, how can you have both trouble and and peace. Our general definition of peace is the absence of problems, and that is not what the Bible is talking about here. And again from John 14, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled, and do not be afraid. The peace that we're talking about here is a transcendent peace. It is a peace that transcends our Understanding. It is a peace that passes understanding. It is a peace that is in spite of the situation. It is a peace that is based on an underlying assumption that God has overcome the world, that we are in the midst of strife, we are in the midst of trouble. The word trouble from that translation was originally in the King James tribulation. In this world, you will have tribulation. And the root of that word is interesting because the Roman tribulum was the threshing sledge. It was the heavy sledge that they pulled around the threshing floor to literally crush the grains of wheat to produce flour. So literally, in this world, you may at times feel like you are being crushed. But have peace because God has overcome the world. So peace is something that is very foundational within our Christian faith and within the fruit of the Spirit, We are encouraged that as we mature, we should have this peace. We should have an underlying steadiness. We should have, in the same way that a ship has a keel to keep it steady, we are to have peace that keeps us steady even as the waves get rough, even as the winds blow. Something that basically underlying says, I understand that I am God's and that God is in control. Within our relationships, we are called to be a source of peace. Now, for many of you, the house is actually where you have more stress and more strife than any place else in the world. And yet we are called that our houses, that our homes be places of peace and that we be instruments of peace and peacemakers. 
So let's look at some practical ways that plays out in the house and especially in the parenting relationship. One piece of advice that we were given as we had kids was to look at when we were asked something for our kids, would we let them go here? Would we let them do that? Would we get this for them? To think about our answers carefully and to make it so that our yeses meant yes and our noes meant no. And that in between, there might be quite a lot of maybe. In the sense that we didn't want to encourage our kids that the way they got something was whining about it. And one of the ways that that is best done is to train the parents, not the children. In a sense, to train the parents to be consistent. If I always tell you no, and no matter how many times you whine to me, no stays no, that whining has no use, and it doesn't continue. If I always say yes when I mean yes, if I always say no when I mean no, and that sometimes means that places where I would tend to say no as a reflex, thinking about it, what I really mean is I don't really care about it enough that if you were to complain to me that I wouldn't change my mind, in which case I might as well already change my mind. Some of my maybes should be yeses. Basically, one of the ways within the home where a parent sets the expectation of what is acceptable behavior and removes some of the tension is to set reasonable limits in terms of what things are allowed, what things are not. Things that are predictable, things that are consistent, and things that are well thought through. I think the other place that we're looking for peace is we're encouraged as we're raising up young believers to also encourage them as they mature to have this peace, this underlying sense of stability. And the home is one of the places where we get that sense of peace. So are we within our homes, within our relationships, a source of peace or are we a source of tension? Are we a source of anxiety? Are we a source of nervousness? Because we are called to be a source of peace. We are called to be people that when there is troubled times, people want to come to us because there is a peace in being with us, as there is a peace in being in the presence of God. That's what the fruit of the Spirit, peace, means. And that is the call for mature Christians to have that kind of peace. And then I think the other side of that is joy. One of the great things is when we understand that the call in the Bible is not, as I'm afraid some of the Puritans think, the call to a joyless life of servitude. We are called to a life of joy. In fact, we are told specifically in the fruit of the Spirit that one of the characteristics that should mark us as mature Christians is joy. Well, wouldn't that be a great thing if children could grow up in a household that is marked by joy? What a wonderful gift. I can think of very few gifts other than the gift of growing up in a household that is marked by love that will make a deeper impact on a person. We are called to be instruments of joy. Do we consider, as we spend time in relationship with one another, especially the parenting relationship in this study, but in all our relationships, that we are called to bring joy.
that God's desire for us and for those around us is joy. Just looking at a couple verses. I love this verse here from John 15. This is Jesus about to go away, and he has said to the disciples, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? I tell you the truth, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So it is with you, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day you will no longer ask me for anything. I tell you the truth, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. It is Jesus' desire that our joy is complete. It is Jesus' desire that when we understand the resurrection, that when we live on this side of the resurrection, we have a joy that will not be taken away. So clearly joy, like peace, is not the absence of problems. This is the joy that causes Paul and Silas to sing hymns of praise when they are beaten and chained in a dark dungeon in Philippi. There's a joy that is stronger than circumstances. And we are not only called to show that joy, to have that joy, but to spread it. Especially in our most important relationships. You are called to be a joy to your spouse, to bring joy to your children, and to your friends. As we grow in our faith, as we mature in our faith, we are called to joy. When Paul is talking about a controversy that's going on in the church within Romans, he's talking about whether it's right to eat meat, sacrifice to idols. He says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and approved by men. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. If, like me, you have spent some time in a church, you may realize that it is not always acted out that we are called to do what leads to peace. We are called to do what leads to mutual edification, to building one another up. We are not called to bickering. We are not called to bitterness. We are not called to jealousy. We are not called to pettiness, neither in the church nor in our homes. We are called to peace and we are called to joy. Again from Thessalonians, from chapter 5, verse 16. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We are called to joy. I think part of what joy is, is perspective. Part of the reason why when we mature, we get more peace and more joy is we get an understanding of our troubles as great as they may be and how small they are compared to the love of God. How wonderful the love of God is and 
all that Christ has done for us. And how can that leave us anything but joyful? With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. I pray that this week you would find in Jesus hope and joy. Thanks so much for listening. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.